right. Well, welcome to uh, Not Weird, uh, Just Homeschooled. I'm your host, Jeremy Demery, and we have... Kayla. Kayla? What's your last name? Sabo. Sabo. <laughs> Is it, uh, Kayla's Page Sabo? Kayla Page Sabo. I almost said Sabo. Oh, no. Right? See, that's why I have... Hell for that that's, one. See, that's why... <laughs> I, I think I'm going to continue... I don't know. It, I mean, I think I'm going to continue to have everyone say their own names because I'm... Even when I'm doing stand-up, I am so horrible with names. <laughs> yeah. I mean, somebody could say their name directly to me and it just goes... <laughs> There's a guy who... I've known for a really long time now. I've recorded his podcast. I've actually probably wanted to record one of the earlier, if not the first one, of his podcast. And I still fucked his name up. Oh, no. That's awful. (laughs) Or there's another guy. His name uh, Jean-Marco Robisi. I've already fucked his name up again. Jean-Marco, yeah, Robisi. I've, and I've known him for a couple of years. <laughs> and when I see him in New York, I will call out his name. John Mark, hello, blah, blah, blah. Calling him on stage, blanked. What do you say? Jean Marco Rubisse? No, I don't say. I just say, <laughs> yo, this guy. <laughs> Here he goes. Yeah. You're going to love he's him. Gonna you're going to love him. He's going to say some words and you're going to laugh at them. That's how that's going to go. So here's this guy. <laughs> That's why I don't think they let me host really much anymore. Classic. And I sometimes turn in the audience because I uh, sometimes I think I, I, they deserve more. And when they don't give it to them, I get frustrated. But that's uh, whatever. But uh, yeah, so this podcast is really about like, so I'm a homeschooled person. Mm-hmm. I identified I as a homeschooler. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't <laughs> word it like that. I was homeschooled. And so therefore, like, I have a lot of social ineptitudes. Mm-hmm. So I'll say <laughs> the wrong thing. Like, I don't, there's just no filter between my mind and my mouth sometimes. Mm-hmm. Though I've been getting pretty good about it late as of lately. I'm proud. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's a, quite the accomplishment after... 29 years of being alive. 29 years. Uh, a little peek behind the curtain here. Uh, when I'm in New York, I'm 29 years old. Mm. When I'm in Cleveland, I'm my age. But And what would that be? I'm 37. Yeah, I'm 37. <laughs> but in New York, I'm 29. Of course. Because, you know, I'm in, <laughs> I'm in show business, baby. And they're like, I'm young. So, yeah, comedy is such a young man's game now. Mm. You think of any like popular comic that's like maybe in their forties? Not anybody that's doing good. Yeah, nobody <laughs> I can think of right now. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're usually on the downslide. <laughs> yeah. They're performing at the Funny Stop. Gosh, I think that's a, I call the Funny Stop the meeting grounds of two different very two di- very different places in comedy. It's where everyone meets mm-hmm. the guy who's on the rise, the guy who's coming down. They all meet at the Funny Stop. <laughs> That's where careers I go to remember. merge. <laughs> so funny. Like they just some of the comics that they have headlining there is like or even just some of the guys that they'll throw on shows. It's like you don't do any real like uh quality control, do you? You just do like, oh, so and so showed up, let's give them five minutes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I have like a lot of social <laughs> issues, I guess. Uh 
I'll say things, I'll say inappropriate things, but in my head, it's really not that big of a deal, or I didn't really think anything of it. I'm just kind of rambling, and then I find out later that, like, oh, I offended somebody. And uh, I think that sometimes because the, I had no one growing up to, like, <laughs> offend or socially have uh, a lot of experience with other people with, I think that's usually my hang-ups. And I think, I, I think a lot of our upbringings influence who we are as adults, mostly in social situations. Totally. Uh, I don't – it doesn't inform everything in your life, and I don't think it – I don't think it necessarily controls like what you do or how you, you know, what you do for a living, who you end up with. But I think socially that comes, I think because it's so like, you're so in the moment and you're not really, you're not really necessarily being very self-aware, I guess, Mm -hmm. or you feel comfortable enough where you think you're in a safe space and you know, (laughs) your wife's friends trying to out you for saying inappropriate things. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and like, you know, she has to tell them like, I'm an idiot and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm harmless. I'm completely harmless, but totally. sometimes I'm very dumb. So I think I'm not saying that about you, but like, I think that, uh, our upbringings and you and I have hung out before yes. and you've always shared these like really fun, I could, I, fun lighthearted way that you tell a story of some really intense situations <laughs> yeah. that you've had in the, your past. And uh, I guess, so let's get, give us a background of where you grew up. Sure. So uh, I'm 26 and I grew up in Youngstown and my mom. Oh, Let me interject real quick. No, For please. the record, I didn't ask her what her age was. He did not. No, he did not. See, I'm learning already. You don't ask a lady what her age is. <laughs> I know, but I like to say it because I look a lot younger than what I actually am. So. <laughs> so do I. That's why I say 29. Of course. And, of uh, course. I don't know. It's a, it's a blessing and a curse. It is. I still get carded everywhere I go. Nice. Hell yeah. I don't get that, but <laughs> it'd be nice once in a while. Just saying, bartenders, go out. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. So, um... My mom had me at 16. She was pregnant with me at 15. And nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm just jealous yeah. that she lost her virginity so early. <laughs> I know. I'm I, still trying to lose mine. I was 19. It was <laughs> a very awkward situation. <laughs> yeah. Well, so was hers. But we still keep in touch. No, I'm just kidding. That oh, God. Happen. That'd be awful. That would be weird, right? <laughs> yeah, that'd be I weird. I wonder how many people keep in touch with the person they lost their V-card to. Could you imagine if the person you lost your V-card to was like the person you ended up with? Ugh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it made me God. throw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Not to say that yeah. she wasn't a lovely person. She sure. was. Sure. I was the problem. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I'm always the problem. Yeah, I'm usually the problem. <laughs> yeah, me too. And, uh, you know, so she's a lovely person. I'm sure she's very happy with the life choices of not ending up with me either. It was That's probably pretty good for her. You know what? She got the better of the deal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're great. Oh, shucks. So... <laughs> Youngstown, sixteen-year-old mother. Sixteen-year-old mom. She's she's uh, down to clown. Oh, she is, she was actually a juggalette. So no, really? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, she was always down to clown. Oh, she is. She's alive. 
Uh, she was, but when she was younger, yeah, definitely. She went to a couple gatherings and, yeah. Does she have the Hatchet Man tattoo? No, unfortunately she doesn't. But she does have an eye tattooed on the back of her neck. And she's told me that she's always watching me. So, that was fun. To Eyes in the back of her fear. head. I get it. That's yeah. quality comedy right there. Yeah. That's, a, that's a solid bit. I'm always, I, I have a lot of respect for people who get tattoos that are bits. <laughs> yeah. Because, oh, one of mine is a bit, so. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, love, I love when people, like, what's the meaning behind that? It's like, I hate that fucking question for tattoos. Like, oh, why does it have to be a meaning? There's no meaning. It's just me being me, baby. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a fucking deer skull, for Christ's sake. Rocco! What? <laughs> I'm trying to say I'm built for tough. I think that's what I'm trying oh, to say. Oh, you are. Thing. You are. So. Um, But, so, when my mom was giving birth to me. Uh, basically, she, my grandma gave her the option, you know, you could give her up or we could keep her. It doesn't really matter. And, you know, this is we your talking life. Like an abortion or? Uh, an adoption. Oh, okay. An adopt Because it was too late when my mom found out that she was pregnant. Got it. So my grandma was like, uh, so basically they, they set up uh, a family. And the family had met my mom, my grandma, my papa, and they all met and it was great and everything was good and um, my mom actually set up for me to be adopted from this family. Man, they got a lot done while she was giving birth to you. <laughs> She's in labor. Bottoms. Now that you're in labor, let's have this conversation. <laughs> yeah. You need to get some paperwork done. I mean, you are for your first child. Are you the only child? Um, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for your first child, like typically the labor lasts like what twelve hours or something like that for your first child. They probably got that done during that time. Well, I yeah, wouldn't be probably. surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, it was the '90s; things were crazy. <laughs> Your grandmother was very proficient in paperwork. She absolutely was. She's a banker. So. Oh hell yeah! It's <laughs> yeah. The fam- you do families, the family work. Oh yeah, definitely. So, um, actually, like when I was born, I was brought to this other family, and I lived there for thirty days. And apparently they're rich, and they lived on a farm, and they had a bunch of horses and cows and chickens and all that good stuff. So <laughs> I lived there for 30 days, and then my mom changed her mind. So Do you ever think about that? All the time. Seriously. How differently your, your life could have been had your mom like not brought you back into poverty? I know. It's, <laughs> seriously, seriously. Like, and I also think, but at the same time, like, I would have voted for Trump. You know, I would have. You think they were conservative just because they had money? I think they were conservative because they lived on the farm. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm, got making, me there. I'm making assumptions. You got me yeah. there. <laughs> you got me there. I'm. Yeah, yeah I'm pro- probably. I mean, do you think, I don't know. You seem like a pretty. Rebe- you have a pretty rebellious spirit. You've got a, uh, I think for myself, type personality. So I don't know if you would have necessarily ended up being a person who would vote for Trump. I hope but not. I think that you would have a very different relationship with those parents because of it. Yeah, totally. So you, you think you, I wonder if they would have ever... You think they would have told you about your biological mother or have just gone on letting you think that you're a part of that family? I think that they would have kept her in the dust for sure because she was, we'll get into it, but she was a crazy, crazy teenager. 
So yeah. and early twenties. Yeah. So and they knew that, and I think that the reason why they adopted me is to kind of get me out of that. So I think they would have hit it for me. The your grandparents still here with us? Oh yeah, hell yeah, they're. The I best. should assume because you're like your your mom was had you at sixteen. Yeah. So then my grandma had my mom at twenty. So we have a young family full of wow, great people. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. So how disappointed are they in you that you haven't had a child at this point? <laughs> like, if, as far as your family is concerned, you're way past your prime. I really am. I really am. Um, I I know. I always tell them I broke the the chain. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. You have a you have a very like I I'm gonna do me type spirit. Like, yeah. I don't think that. Even if you had ended up with that other family, and say, for instance, they were predominantly religious or Republican, and now I'm going on a, a, a rant of uh, assumptions here, but we'll just say those things are true. I don't know mm-hmm. if necessarily you would have ended up that way. Mm. Yeah, probably probably not. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely go against the grain. That's for sure. My, my mom, like, we just, we always had a... Bad, even when I was little, like a baby, and like my mom would come over to my grandma's house, and because like my grandma was like my main babysitter, and my grandma actually had custody of me. And, oh, like, okay. My mom didn't have any custody of me. I mean, she she signed up for that pretty early on, so yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm gonna help you raise this kid. Which oh is yeah, really nice of your grandmother to. Maybe because she could probably relate because she also had a kid at a young age. Yeah. So she can kind of like see that like, oh, like, I don't want to see my kid go through the same struggles. So I will help her out in ways that my mother didn't do. Exactly. So I think that, I don't know. I think my parents were kind of that way where they were trying to parent me in a way or in ways that they never got for themselves. Mm -hmm. So they almost like overcompensated for certain things. So. You know, they want, they, I think a lot of parents are that way. They just don't want to give their kids the same struggles or that they had during their own upbringings. Yeah. So, which is nice. Some parents are like that, not all. Definitely. I'm painting with a pretty broad brush there, but. Yeah. So, your grandmother pretty much raised you. Now, did you, were you, did they make you aware that that was your biological mother, or did you think your grandmother was your mom for a little while? So, it, I mean, I guess it was never really, like, pointed out to me about my mom, but, like, she would take me. And, like, my, my mom has a sister. She's my Aunt Hope. And so, like, my Aunt Hope would take me sometimes, but, like, my mom had apartments that she would, like, bring me to, and we'd stay together for, like, four days, and then she'd have to go bartend, and so she'd bring me back to my grandparents' house and stuff. So I guess it was never really, like, pointed out to me, but she always felt like a sister. Hmm. Because grandma was kind of raising both of us. Yeah, I mean, she was a kid. Yeah. So that's probably why she never really had, she was never really an authority figure because she wasn't ever felt like she was old enough to be of authority in that part of her, in part of your life or whatever. That's, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, also too, as a kid, who questions it? You know what I mean? I've never asked like my mom if she's my mom. Yeah. Or, like, here's a funny instance of, like, kids really not following through with questions beyond what they're told. 
so I, for, I always thought it was Jewish up until I was like almost 30 <laughs> because uh, my uncle got married. He got married to a Jewish woman mm-hmm. and we were in the wedding. He had us all yarmulkes and I go, why do we have to wear these? And he goes, because we're Jewish. I didn't, I didn't think in my head he meant him and his wife are Jewish. I thought, okay, we're all Jewish. My <laughs> yeah. best friend growing up, I was so excited to get home because his father's a rabbi. Oh my so God. I was so pumped to get home to tell tell Alex, like, look, I'm also Jewish. Yeah. We had no idea. I'm just finding this out. I'm like 13, 14 years old. Oh that's gosh. like that that's a kind of like an insight of like my level of maturity. Like I'm still very immature. As a as an individual, but like no follow up questions at all, like no questioning at all, like just oh we're Jewish. Yeah. Why would I ask any questions? Why? Yeah. It's the same as finding out you're Lebanese or Italian or whatever. You just like oh we're Italians. I'm not Italian, but you know what I'm saying like I yeah. never questioned whether or not I was Native American. Yeah. So I just assumed like oh this is how I'm finding out that we're Jewish too. <laughs> yeah. So what? Yeah, it was kind of funny growing up thinking that you were Jewish. And I was going to, like, I was there for, like, high holidays and shit. Like, no one said a word to me. Yeah. No one thought it was weird. My parents are kind of like those people who were, like, I don't think they necessarily, like, paid attention too much. Mm. They weren't those types of, like, they didn't even find out I did stand-up until, like, years and years later. Wow. uh, Into doing it. And I got, like, I think I got ousted during the pandemic. Somebody had posted something online mm. that I was doing stand up, and I think my mom noticed it. She's like, Oh, I didn't know you did stand up. I was like, I've been doing stand up for like four years. Oh now. my gosh. Come so on, <laughs> they just say, It's not that they weren't loving or they're not, it's not that they're not caring people. Sure. It's just they kind of they have their own thing going on, so they kind of just get wrapped up in that. And yeah, whatever. It's I'm the same way with them sometimes too. I'm just kind of, I try to get t- tunnel vision of like what's going on in life and then everything else is just kind of like floats by and I don't really think anything of it. Yeah. But yeah, growing up with a 16 year old mom, like, so you guys, you would go and visit her as if like, she was just like a friend of the family. Kind of. Did you mostly live at your grandparents' house or did you live at your mom's and then you kind of traveled? Was it, did it feel like you're more mostly traveling from your grandmother's to your mom's house or your mom's house to your grandmother's house. It felt like like my mom worked crazy hours. Mm. So like to the point where in kindergarten, I remember she put me in the PM class so that she'd be able to take me to school because she wouldn't be able to wake up in the morning to take me to school. Wow. I didn't even know they had that. Yeah, because like our our school district was so big. Like I graduated with like uh, like over 500 kids. So... We had kids coming in from all over to this elementary school, all over the area. So, yeah, she she was just a sleepy girl, and and especially when she would do drugs. And so, so like, she signed me up for that, and she would always, like, take me to my grandma's. And so, yeah, I would say, like, two out of seven days of the week I'd stay with my mom, and then the rest I was with my grandma. And sometimes my mom lived with us in the basement as well. And I had to sleep in the same bed as her because, like, she didn't want to sleep alone. Oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah. So I slept in bed with my mom until I was, like, probably like eight or nine. That's cool. So yeah. it was like a slumber party for you guys. Yeah. And actually, like, my grandma, I just saw her this weekend, and she was like, 
even when you were little, you were always up waiting for your mom to come home from like work just mm. so I could like go down into the basement with her to sleep. And she's like, so you'd be up for, you know, hours until four or five in the morning, you know, just waiting for her dozing off here and there. And then um, when I would finally sleep, I was like out, just like completely dead asleep. So I would sleep really hard when I was little. Probably because there was such a sense of like um, comfort and, you know, you felt protected in that space. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, like I loved, I loved like sleeping in my own bed and I loved like sometimes, you know, when you're scared, when you're little, you'd go into your, you know, your parents, your grandparents bed and like go in between them and sleep. You I know? fear nothing. <laughs> never once. I never lived in fear. <laughs> one time. The only thing I'm afraid of is tax time. <laughs> The one time I, I would always sleep with my TV on because, like, that's what my mom did. So I'd always sleep with my TV on. And one time, like, the power went out. So the TV went out. And so I woke up. I'm like, I'm awake. And I just started screaming at the top of my lungs. And I just ran into my grandparents' room and just slid in between them. I'm like, the power went out. <laughs> did they live on a farm? <laughs> no, they just lived in a condo. Oh, nice. <laughs> a condo in a Youngstown. Yeah. Oh, condo living in Youngstown. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. They have like people come by and shovel their driveway for them. Papa would do it. He had like a he always had a plow, so nice. And my uncle Tommy, he owns a landscaping company, so he'd come by and plow it for us too. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, heck yeah. Man, that'd be so nice not to have to. So there was like a time where I'd have to come, like when I was a little older, and my brother was still living at my parents' house, and like they'd have to go there and shovel their driveway while my brother was just sat inside the house. I'm like this is. This is fucked up. That's crazy. <laughs> There's something wrong with this picture. <laughs> yeah. But I still did it, so whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, so how, like, um, so your mom, your grandparents were all mm-hmm. living in the same house. Now, did you know your biological father at all, or? So he comes in when I'm about eight. Whoa. So, yeah, so basically, like, my dad never believed that he was my dad. Apparently, there was a rumor that night when they hooked up in Mill Creek Park in Youngstown. It's funny that you know this. Oh, he told me the whole story and showed me the couch that I was, yeah. Oh, why would they keep the couch? Disgusting. His friend had How does this even say, okay, hold on, let's roll this back a little. How does this (laughs) scenario even play out? Okay. He's like, hey, get in the car. We're about to go see something really cool. And you're thinking you're going to go see some sort of like... Uh, museum, the museum of Youngstown. And he takes you to go see the couch. Yeah. So so, is it in somebody's house or is it a barn house? Buddy's house. Yeah. So, um, it was indoors. It's kind of nice. Indoors, still in the basement that I was conceived in as well. As one does. Yeah. So his friend was like playing video games or watching a game, whatever, bros do in their 40s that are still single mm-hmm. and um the, he we go in and he we go downstairs and he's like hey this is my daughter and i'm like there's people living there i'm his daughter yeah his buddy and so i'm sitting you know next to his buddy we're watching the game or whatever and he uh, my dad looks over and he goes oh yeah that's the couch by the way that's the couch that you were like conceived on got a tarp on it and everything. It's disgusting. I'm like, do you still have the juices? Like, what's Ugh. going on? Disgusting. Well, how would you know that at eight? Well, so that was later on. 
Uh, yeah, he told me that later on. The first time I ever met my dad. That would be a weird conversation at eight years old, now that I think of it. How old were you when you had this conversation with I him? was probably like 13, maybe 14. What kind of, what kind of brand of couch was this? Because I'm going to probably invest in this couch because that obviously can survive anything. <laughs> I don't know the exact brand, but I do remember it was like leather and like leather colored. Like it wasn't black or anything like that. Probably it was like Davenport. brown. Oh, no, no, no. Go on. <laughs> you would know. <laughs> it's the only brand of couch I know. <laughs> My grandmother growing up, she would only speak in like um everything was a brand. So like you didn't use a tissue, you used a Kleenex, you didn't use a con swab, you use a Q tip, mm. you sat on a Davenport. Or you sat in a lazy boy, or you grabbed things out of a refrigerator. Everything was brands. Oh my gosh. She spoke in brands only. I love this lady. She was cool. (laughs) She was from Brooklyn. She was in she was from Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. And so she had that really cute little like Brooklyn accent. She was born in Lebanon. So technically my mom's like first generation American, but Mm -hmm. it never really felt that way because, you know, she pretty much just grew up in Brooklyn. And so she had a cute little Brooklyn accent, like, hi, Jeremy, how's it going? <laughs> so that's kind of the, like, I guess that's kind of my head why it kind of clicked that we might have been Jewish because the neighborhood she grew up in was fairly Jewish and, yeah. like, I don't know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, it was, like, when I found out, I was like, well, now i got to change everything about myself. <laughs> yeah. I Actually, I've been holding this back from you, but I found out this year that I'm Jewish. Wow. 14%. Askenazi or whatever? No, it's uh, an... On Ancestry, it's the European people's Jewish European. So, like Poland area. <laughs> what am I saying? Um, yeah, like hung, Hungarian. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I know I'm Hungarian, so I got some. Very yeah, cool. 14%. Well, good for you then. <laughs> I celebrated Hanukkah this year. I was like, if I'm not Jewish, <laughs> how do you explain all these allergies I have? <laughs> How can you explain all the pennies that I've been hoarding? <laughs> Why am I in the basement schvetzing like a schlemitzel? Can you explain that? Why do I like gavilta fish? Why? Why? Why do I use my hands to talk? I'm so mad. <laughs> I wish we were Jewish. I slam the door. <laughs> you start wearing a yarmulke all the time. <laughs> I'm going to throw my Torah out. Poor little bastard. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a grandmother's house. You got to see the couch. I did, yeah. What was yeah. that moment like for you? Like, that is. <laughs> oh, it was fucked up. It was really what fucked up. What was he thinking? Well, he's a terrible person. I mean, he's this is just a testimony how big. I mean, this might sell self aware to you, but I think all men are idiots. And that's me as a man saying that all men are dumbasses. And we suck. And you might think to yourself, that's Amen. very, very self-aware of you, Jeremy, to say that about yourself, that all men are dumb. No, I was told, and I was told by a woman that I was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so I've accepted it. Sure. And just like, it, why, how would I be, being as dumb as I am as a male, mm. how would I come to that conclusion <laughs> yeah. other than being told by a woman? Right. I mean, so. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, what a fucking moron. Why would you do that to your daughter? Yeah. What's going through? Oh, you know what? She's, you know what would be time well spent with my daughter who I haven't seen pretty much her whole life? 
She'd love to see the cows where I banged her mom. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Her and, that's what and I want. whoever else was involved. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, get into that part. How did he assume that, like, why? And also, why would he tell you this? It's so fucking wild. Yeah. So, um, when I was born, my mom was at a local pizza shop, right? Yeah. And it's called Wedgwood yeah. Pizza. Great pizza shop. She was picking up some pizza for my grandma and my papa. The one that's uh, the one that they assume that the Clintons were doing their sex dungeon out of. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wow, you're telling me something. Jeez. About no, that'd my be whole, man, my what, house. what a small world that would be. Yeah, that'd be crazy. That'd be wild. <laughs> yeah. But um, so she had me in her arm, probably holding me the wrong way with my neck all, my head all dangling. And um, she went up to my dad's mom. Apparently my grandma, who's to say, and um, she said, hey, uh, would you like to meet your granddaughter? And my grandma said, get that fucking thing away from me. Yeah. Why are they telling you these stories? I know it's crazy, and so, anyways, fast forward. So I like how earlier, like I, we were talking, and I was telling you that I'm a classic oversharer. <laughs> These people, fucking, they're my new oh. heroes. Oh, they're crazy. I'm now thinking to myself, I'm not that bad. No, you wouldn't. Tell I, your I, own I know child boundaries. Yeah. yeah, some of the time I know boundaries. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not gonna tell my mom about my sex life. Like, I can't think of anything more horrific. Than having that conversation. Oh, yeah. Oh, my grandma thinks I'm a virgin. Yeah, I'm married, and I really hope that all of my family still thinks I'm a virgin. Yeah. I don't want to have that conversation with them. No. One time my dad and I went to uh, Vegas, mm-hmm. and uh, on the flight there, I was like, look, man, I understand, like, you're going to hang out with you and your bu- your buddies. I'm here as, like, a way to, like, make sure you don't spend all of, her, all of your life savings, <laughs> like, I, that's pretty much why my mom wanted to go. She's like, just go make sure he doesn't spend all of his money. Sure. So, which is also her money. Uh, <laughs> so oh, we go. Classic joint bank accounts. <laughs> he's there with all of his childhood buddies who are like, I kind of like my uncles, you know, at this point. And I'm like, look, I get it. You're there with your, fr- your friends, your brother. You guys have a history together. Mm-hmm. You guys, but you, like, if you want to go to a strip club, mm-hmm. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to hear about it. I'm not going with you. If you want to do some sort of weird father-son bonding shit, we'll fucking smoke a joint or something. Sure. We are not going to a strip club. No. At all. Like, believe me, and this was like, this is the heydays of me going to strip clubs. I was no stranger to a strip club, but I'm not going with my dad. Fuck that. Uh, that nothing seems, I've been, there's very few things that make me feel uncomfortable. That is definitely at the top of the list. Yeah. I mean, I think anyone, yeah. There needs to be boundaries, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not like it. Sometimes I feel like that we have to remind my wife's mom about that. It's like, there, you know, you don't need to tell us everything. Right. We don't need to know. Sure. Yeah. Like, we know things are good now. So, just like with bygones, be bygones here. But they almost feel like they have to share. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that your parents had the the desire to like share these like weird stories with you? <laughs> I don't know. I and I think it was like my cousins telling me, my mom telling me, my dad, like even like my grandparents have shared some stories with me about me being little and like how different family members reacted to me being born cuz like my mom was so young and Is there an age difference between your mom and your dad? 
Yeah, so he was, when he banged her, he was 18. When I was born, he was 19. So if there's a Twitter feed, there would be one about my dad for sure. Yeah, he'd be canceled. Oh, he would definitely be canceled, yeah. It's so funny how often that happened during those times, though. It's like yeah. fucking crazy. Oh, crazy, yeah. Well, you even just like, even with like our our celebrities at the time, like Jimmy Page, uh, fucking Elvis. People applaud Elvis like he's some sort of like god amongst men, and like you know he was dating his like cousin yeah. who was like fourteen years old. It's yeah, disgusting. and he also stole everything from black people. Oh the, yeah, for his sure. Whole persona. Him, well, no one is a bigger fan of that than Jerry Lee Lewis, and with the yeah. whole banging of your, well, she was like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. It's like he figured out what Elvis was doing, and it was like, I'm going to do something completely worse. <laughs> Let me just level up. Let yeah. me just level up real quick. I yeah. see what's going on here. <laughs> and I could do way yeah. better. <laughs> I'll see your two and raise another. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I don't know why they told me all this stuff, but it, I'm kind of glad because, I mean, I have all these stories. You that's know? true. Uh, and it really, I like telling them. Yeah, you would tell me these stories when we'd hang out, and it was just blow my mind. I had so many questions all the time, just like, like kind of like I am now. It was just like, why do you think they would do that? Like, <laughs> yeah. Good question. My, though, <laughs> I will say my parents will, and I'll every time they do this, it makes me so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I blush. <laughs> I'm like cringing. I want to crawl the fuck out of my own skin every time they try to tell me I'm their love child, which... Is kind of disrespectful to my siblings because that means that they had them just to have them. Just to make sure I had somebody to talk to. Are you the oldest? I'm the oldest of three. Oh, no. Oh, no. So every time they say that, they insinuate that, like, yeah, when we had the other two, it was strictly business. But for (laughs) you, we were enjoying ourselves. Do they sleep in the same bed? Yeah. Okay. I would say that my parents are every bit as much in love as they were. I don't, and I don't know if it's in, <laughs> how funny is this to say? Uh, I don't know if it's sincere or not, but they seem genuinely happy. So who am I to like really question it? Um, you know, they they have their own baggage and quirks and whatnot. We're all human beings, but like, yeah, I think that they're happy and they. Yeah, they sleep in the same bed, and they seem to get along. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't really – they would have their disagreements or their arguments, but they kind of kept it to themselves oh. for the most part. That's nice. But, you know, my parents are weird, but for the most part, I had a pretty healthy upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a pretty fun childhood mm-hmm. to a point where there's, like, some of it – Somebody was talking about the other day about like the the age of consciousness, and it's like I don't even remember. Like there's so I don't I think of my childhood so little because I think to me it was just kind of like normal and kind of for the most part boring. Um, which is funny that I've now started a podcast <laughs> trying to explore myself as a child, you know, my childhood or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because I I did spend so little. I do spend a lot and I don't spend much time thinking about it really. Mm-hmm. Especially I I would say like, I would say my first memories would have to be in like the first or second. I remember being pulled out of school, but everything before that seems to be pretty hazy or nothing at all. Gotcha. 
Yeah, I like I mine are all scattered all over the place. Mm. I've been like before, like today. I was trying to put them all in order in my head, but it's it's tough. And people are like, oh, "Well, how old were you?" I'm like, "I honestly don't know." I mean, yeah, I was like seven most of my life until like I. <laughs> was yeah, 20. it feels that way, doesn't it? Like, yeah. and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, I'm I'm leaving the house. I'm 18." Yeah, like, yeah. It's why? Yeah, it's crazy how it's quickly crazy. it moves. And it probably for them, it's got to be weird having because I don't have kids. Yeah, I'll never have kids. And neither will us. But like, yeah. Uh, but like, I can't imagine having that constant like reminder of mortality around all the time. Yep. Like, oh, like they're getting bigger, so my time's coming to a close. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And like, my kids are also decaying, <laughs> technically. You know? Yeah. As they get older, they die. Sure. So, so the, the way I drive, I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. So, <laughs> so yeah, I don't, like, how did your parents meet? So they went to high school together, and my dad was a senior. My mom was a freshman, and she thought he was uh, the hottest. That's and not that crazy, because before in my head, I'm like, oh, he's probably in his freshman year of college, and she's in high school, and he's home from Oh, okay. He's home from college yeah. type deal. Okay. But that is a scenario I had already made up. And that's why I asked the question. I'm like, there's no way this is right. Yeah. So. No, she like always thought he was handsome. She always had a crush on him. And like, I guess the way that the party went from all of the stories I've heard is that there was a party in Mill Creek Park. And everybody was like... Doing drugs, hanging out, drinking, you know, whatever. And then it was, like, busted by the cops. And so there were four or five different... And Mill Creek Park is, like, a, it's like a, almost like a national park, but it's small. Like, it's, like, you just, like, hike through it and drive through it, and it's, it's beautiful. But so the cops came, so everybody went different ways. There were a couple different designated drivers or designated drunk drivers, whatever. Wow. <laughs> you know? And so... So my mom, my dad got into a van and my mom just like scurried her way into the van and like they went off into his friend's house and that's where it happened. They seduced each other. Yeah. And apparently like my dad told me that she was the last one awake. Whoa, that is harsh. Yeah. But very cool. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like this guy. I'm kind of liking this guy. Debonair, this guy. He's like James Bond of the of hillbillies. And I, he, I don't even think he's handsome. I don't, I don't think it. You know, even in high school, he had like crazy hair, and he never showered, and he was just one of those like hippie punk weirdos. Ugh. Yeah, one of my worst, one of the worst kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. That's not kind of what my dad was. He was like this hippie guy who. Follow the Grateful Dead around for two year of his, years of his life. And Jesus. he would tell me these things like, I think it was cool. And I'm like, that sounds awful. Yeah, what? Same band for two years? How many tabs of acid has this guy done? No, oh, God only knows. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like, it's like I, I can't listen to the same CD more than twice. No. Why would you listen to the same band for two years? Yeah, that's crazy. And isn't like John Mayer with them now or something? But Grateful Dead? Maybe. Uh, probably. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't keep tabs on either one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a little freak. Yeah. So <laughs> your dad said she she was the last one awake. Yep, he sure did. Oh. <laughs> so like, yeah, she was like the only option. 
And the the reason why he didn't think that he was my dad was because apparently that night she had hooked up with a couple other people. So he just was like, well, what about those other guys that you hooked up with? Like, they could potentially be this child's father as well. And how so, did he know? How would he have known that? It was a rumor. High school um, rumor. Did she actually hook up with other people that night? Or is that just something people were spreading around about your mom to be mean? Well, I can't really trust either one of them. Hmm. So I'm just, you know, picking what I can get. Yeah, you're just taking. Yeah, <laughs> you're just you're just giving what you got. And yep, you gotta have to roll with that. Yep. And yeah. I guess at the end of the day, what does it really matter? So I'm assuming he had your mom do like a DNA test. Yeah. So my mom finally, like when I was eight, she wanted, um, what's that called? The money. Oh, um, child care. Child support. Child support. Yes. So she wanted child support, so she basically sent him a court order to, like, get mm. this paternity test. And then turns out he was my dad. Then he also had to do back pay for all that time he wasn't paying child support. Oh, he sure did. Brutal. Oh, she was getting so much oxy. It was incredible. Yeah, that sucks because, like, I don't know. Sometimes it's, like, it's, it's like, a necessary evil. You yep. hope that the... You hope that the person's using that child support to support their child, thus the name, but sometimes it doesn't play out that way. Nope. I never saw a lick of it. It sucks. When we, like, we lived in this apartment um, for a long time, Uh, and when I say long time, I mean, like, a year and a half, Mm -hmm. Um, because she was, like, in and out of places so often, but... um, my breakfast would be one of those like $1 breakfast trays that you'd get at like Dollar General. She would like just stock up on those and like it would just heat up like sausage links and eggs and toast or whatever. Yeah. But as a kid, you don't realize that like, oh, you think it's that's cool and fun. Absolutely. You don't really think about like the nutritional value of what you're receiving. <laughs> yep. Nope. It's not really your job. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, I see what you're saying there. Like at the time it was probably pretty cool, but now that you're older in hindsight you're like, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, like what were you using all of that money for? You can only assume drugs. Sure. So um what is your relationship like with your mom? Now? Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't talked to her in like I saw her in person just a couple years ago and it was weird. She started crying. Um, but she, like, comes and visits. Sorry for laughing. No, it's okay. I, it, I mean, it's. I mean, what are you crying for, you fucking baby? You know, right. it's like, what could you possibly be upset about right now? Yeah, if anybody should be crying, it should be you, right? Exactly. So you're just trying to get to it first. Yeah. Yeah. Everything needs to be about Holly. Everything needs to be about Holly. Yeah. Um, but it was weird and I but I didn't really talk to her. It was at like a graduation party, um, and she came into town for it for some godforsaken reason. And she had my half brother with her. So uh he's him and I don't really I don't have a connection with him, so it was just weird all around. Um, but she she messages me like once every couple months, and I just never respond. I don't go out of my way to talk to her for the sure. past, like, I mean, five years. You yeah. don't know her or anything, so. No. That's really kind of 
of the up to the both of you really. Yeah. She, um, how much effort she wants to put in and how much you're willing to give her. I mean, in reality, you don't owe either your parents shit. Amen. So, uh, what was your dad like? Like a just to give a, I guess a context. Was your dad like a blue collar, white collar, um, or you just not see collar? He. he <laughs> sure did. Nice one. Thank you. Um, he worked for Verizon for a while. And mm. then I don't really know what he did after that because I like cut off communication after a while. I am in my head. I'm like, well, that's crazy for a dad to do that job. But then now I'm realizing, well, he was pretty young. He was young. Yeah, he was like in his 20s working for Verizon. I I got his my first phone off off of him. It was a Juke. I don't know nice. if you remember the Juke, oh, yeah. but yeah, that was pretty sick. I was the coolest kid. I remember the Sidekick too. That was the one I had. Okay, where it like slid up. Yeah, I had the sidekick for a little while, and then as soon as that iPhone came out, I was like, "Goodbye." Let and me I went, get one of those. I got I got the iPhone, and I've had an iPhone ever since, like an idiot. But <laughs> I know. Those first iPhones were so bad too. Yep. But you were cool for like a month, and then when the battery stopped charging and you weren't getting any cell phone service, it was like. Oh, this is like actually hindering me from actually, like, at the time getting laid. Yep, <laughs> that's exactly it. But I kept the phone. <laughs> Who knows? Why? I don't know. I think at the time I'm like, well, it is kind of cool though. Yeah. No one has an iPhone. You can like play music off of it, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, it holds eight songs. <laughs> yeah. How cool is that? Did you have like and the ten little... photos? <laughs> Did you have like the little iPods, like the different generations? I've been talking about this often. Oh, I did have a few different ones. I think I stopped pretty early on though with that. That was kind of a part of the problem when it came to the the iPod. Because as soon as that iPhone came out, it was like, what's the point? Right. Absolutely. And then like come like iPhone 4, it was like really no reason to have an iPod. That's true. Because you had that was like right around the same time Spotify was coming out. Love Spotify. And uh, a bunch of different, you know, programs in order to just even just load songs onto the phone itself. So it's like, there's little reason to have it. Yeah. YouTube. Oh, loved YouTube. Loved Fred. Yeah, the apps were like insane at that point. So it was like, yeah, it, there's plenty of ways to keep yourself entertained on that phone mm-hmm. without like having to really load much on it. Yeah, that's so true. So and then uh, and then like when they start bringing out video, you're like, holy shit! Oh my god! It's like know. A, I guess it was like a 1920s version of when they brought out the talkies. Oh my gosh, Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah all like- the talkies on your phone there. See. <laughs> so. Yes, see. Yes, see. So yeah. So what is your relationship with your dad like now? I haven't talked to him since my freshman year of college. I blocked him on everything. I changed my number. I have not given him my number. Nothing. He is one of those white guys that thinks that they're discriminated against more than other people. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. And like I'd post things on Facebook like, look at this shooting. Isn't that awful? Let's change America. And he's like, well, what about the men in blue? He's like, yeah, let's make it. You know, it's not change it. Let's make it great again. <laughs> exactly. Oh, he voted for Trump for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I work the voting polls. Well, I used to in Youngstown. I haven't up here yet, but I love doing it. Um, and so you did a lot of voting for dead people? 
Yes, I sure did. Don't tell them. Um, but <laughs> but um, I actually worked at the polling place that he went to. And so I, like, warned everybody, all the old people that were working with me, like, hey, like, if my dad comes in, I'm going to scoot. And I'm going to get out of here. And they're like, no problem. And so he came in, and I just, like, ran out. Like, I just seeing him, like, disgusted me. And, like, mm. I just ran out. And then... You think of the couch when you see him. Yeah, exactly. God. Why not burn it? Please, something. And not tell... Just don't tell me. Yeah, that or, like, burn the couch. God's sakes. I know. It seems like that was a thing to do on the couch. Yeah. Like, it wasn't uncommon for that type of activity to take place on that particular couch. No. And you kept it thir- for 13 years, 14 years. Like, what are you doing? It's Anyways. Gross. So, um, I ran out. It's like out. people have zero respect for couches. <laughs> respect more couches. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a white man who thinks he deserves more. Yep. So he's white. That's how, that's just white in general, I think. Totally. 100%. Yeah, it's awful. You guys are the worst. Uh, Just also, (laughs) I'm sure I've said it by now, but like, I'm half Native American, half Arab. I know I look like a white guy. Uh, I know what I look like. Uh, But, you know, as it turns out, I'm not necessarily white. I'm just incredibly pale. Uh, My father's Native American. My mother's Arab. So... Here I am uh, living secretly amongst the whites, <laughs> blending in, if you will. Isn't that so Can you imagine nice? her- how horrific some white supremacists might be by, like, uh, you asking me to join them? They're like, yeah, sure. But then they do, a, like, a family back background on me, and they're like, this guy is zero white. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My papa's a Jehovah's Witness, and mm. actually a reoccurring nightmare was that the KKK came to my house to, like, <sighs> kill my grandpa. Wow. Yeah. They have a thing against Jehovah's Witnesses? They have a thing against other religions except Christianity. Got it. Okay. How is it growing up in a Jehovah's Witness home? He, my grandma's a Catholic. My papa's a Jehovah's Witness. They're on their second marriage together. Uh, 20, 26 years, I think. Uh, 27 years. Something like that. So um, they, like, they never converted or forced anything on me. So it was nice. I've always been. So you're a culturally Jehovah's. You're culturally Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, but actually, nothing. did he go like those are the guys that go door to door, right? Or my they, they do. Yeah, they do. Does he still do that, or is, no. he, is he involved with the church at all? So he was actually excommunicated for a while because. Mm, hell um, yeah. <laughs> That's where you get your rebel spirit yeah. from. Yeah. From your grandparents. Oh yeah, Papa was a crazy one, but um, yeah, he was excommunicated for a while, especially because he married my grandma. That was a big issue because she wasn't Jehovah, and so he, she wasn't physically Jehovah. You know, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, but he, he does like every Wednesday, the Jehovah's Witnesses come over and they do like read and talk. And I've gotten into a couple arguments with them while living there. And yeah. So he's not completely disconnected. He just kind of. He's like really dyslexic and socially awkward. So going I like to. I actual- already. Oh, he's amazing. He's the best guy ever. Um, but go. So going to church is a little overwhelming for him. So sure. he has them come to him. I understand that. That was how I was going to church. And it's like, it's so stressful having to grow up in a religious, I would say I grew up more in a religious community more than I grew up in a 
religious household. Mm. So my parents were pretty loosey-goosey about the whole religion thing when when I was growing up. But, yeah, it was, like, weird. Grow- and then, like, having to feel like you're failing at <laughs> following somebody's guidelines or rules or whatever. Yep. It was very stressful. It was very, very stressful time for me. Oh, yeah, totally. Because I, I didn't – it was, like, you know, I wanted to be – I wanted to, I don't know how to put it. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to do good, mm. but it was just constantly feeling like you're failing and having to feel ashamed for who you are. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. All the time. And it's just incredible. It was incredibly stressful for me. And then that's kind of like, you know, during like junior high or high school when hormones are starting to kick in and you're feeling guilty for those hormones. Yeah. And like, so I think that was kind of like, the beginning of the end for me. Totally. Like I I was like, I'm not giving up. This is too good. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna have to come up with some sort of compromise or I'm out. Yeah, and sorry then, God. Yeah. And it took about uh probably five more years from there. And then I was kind of a late bloomer too. So I I still consider myself like a late late bloomer in a lot of things. I'm like, I don't know, I'm dumb. So I'm like I just I'm kind of like uh I always feel like I'm kind of working from behind all the time, but I I don't give a shit. I mean, who yeah. who is working from not from behind? The 1%. I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> there's some yeah, the 1%. <laughs> and they had their dads or their siblings or whatever. They had somebody rich in their life making sure that they didn't have to feel that way. Exactly. So, lucky them. Yep. Not that I say I I didn't grow up poor by any means. I was uh I was I found out later in life that my parents actually had money. Hmm. They just convinced me that we were poor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We can't get that. You're not allowed to get that. Yeah. (laughs) And not questioning it. Like, oh, we're poor. That's what, like, it was like one time, like, there was, yeah, there was like a string of like, oh, we can't get this because we we don't have the money for it. We can't Mm -hmm. do this because we don't have the money for it. And then like Friday night rolls around and TGI Friday is on and, uh, uh, what was his name? Sean in uh, Boy Meets World. That's like how their big reveal is that he's poor. It's like, oh, Sean can't do this thing because his parents can't afford it. Yeah. And it was like a big deal. It's like, oh, that's why we, we're poor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love when they say, we have McDonald's at home. You know, yeah, we, have, we yeah. have KFC at home. It's like, oh my gosh, it's two bucks. Right. Come on. Well, I don't know. To my head, that might as well have been like $100. I don't know what. Yeah. I'm zero concept of money. Yeah. So, you know, $2 or $5 might as well be $100 then for me. Totally. So, yeah, yeah. I, didn't underst- I didn't understand it at all. So I'm like, okay, I guess we're poor. Yeah. I was always like a polite kid that didn't really question things. Like I was always kind of quiet and like just like, okay. That's, yeah. that's fine. And it wasn't, I think it was when I got older is really when like, I started like, oh, this is all, this is all kind of bullshit. So yeah. now I question everything. Yeah. Everything is questioned regardless if I even believe it or not. Sometimes I question my own beliefs. Like, or sometimes I, I, I'll say things that I don't even believe because <laughs> I love watching somebody get upset over it. <laughs> sometimes things come out of my mouth and I'm like, do I actually believe that? Mm. I don't know if. I've never actually thought no, about this. I just really like winning <laughs> arguments, yeah. especially with family. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, one time it worked out in my dad's favor that they uh, that we thought we I thought we were poor because he took me car shopping with him, and he really wanted to get this 
I think it was like an 89 Dodge Caravan. And it was a white. It was like pretty much fully loaded. And like um, at the time, my dad traveled a lot for work. He mm. used his car to travel. So that's probably why he wanted all these like extra features in it. And uh, so the guy, you know, he writes it down on a piece of paper with the car cost, slides it over oh. to us. And my dad shows me the number and I start bawling my eyes out. Because in my head, I'm like, holy, sh- that's going to make oh, us no. so poor. Yeah. This is, is going to be a financial situation that ruins us. So I'm yeah. bawling. I'm like, dad, don't buy this car. Yeah. We're too poor. <laughs> like, yeah. And the guy's like, all right, I'll knock off like three grand off the car. Oh, my gosh. That's nice. Ooh. So I it worked out. baby Jeremy everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saved that man quite a bit of money. But I think, <laughs> yeah, and they just never filled me in. They're like, no, you made pretty good money. It just, they were so cheap. But they, you know, they also came from a poor background. So mm-hmm. I think that's what, I think it was more fear-based than anything. They didn't want to spend money because they were afraid that one day shit was going to really hit the fan. Mm-hmm. And when it does, they need to be financially stable enough to feed their kids, you know? Yeah. So I think it was more of that. And like the whole, the reason why they were so kind of like loosey-goosey with the religion thing at first, because for them it was more of a, a way to stay off drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Turn to God. Turn to God. That's pretty much what they did. <laughs> yep. It, but, like, they weren't very, like, I don't know. I was still able to kind of just do what I wanted to do. They never really forced upon anything. Like, they were kind of cool about it. Like, That's I'd bring fair. home, like, CDs from the library that was, like, the butthole surfers or whatever. Yeah. And they went, like, or a Fugazi. Like, I don't know who was in charge of the Parma Heights uh, <laughs> library, their CD selection. But you have had a huge influence on my <laughs> musical tastes and pretty much who I am as an individual. So thank you. Whoever you are, I don't know who you are, but you're the only person I had. Because <laughs> I was homeschooled and a weird yeah. kid, and I had the library. That's yeah. who I am. That was my only friend at the time. So we moved neighborhoods. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so there was one other question I had, and now I'm spacing on it. Uh, so, yeah, what was your... How did your mom's substance abuse change your relationship? Obviously, like when did you were aware of the fact that your mom had substance abuse issues? I'd say I always thought that she was a little different than other parents. Um, like uh, with the sleeping, like she would sleep during the day, even when she didn't work, like she and like, I'd wake her up and I'd be like, hey, mom, like, I'm going to, like, I remember one morning, it was before kindergarten, and I wanted to eat so bad, but, like, grandma and papa weren't home. It was just me and my mom, and she was passed out. And so I, like, was so scared to wake her up because I didn't want to upset her. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as kids do, you're, we're all so scared of doing anything to upset our parents. So I, like, went up and, like, just tapped her. I was like, mom, mom, um can I have ice cream for breakfast? And she was like, yeah. And then she went back to sleep and I was like, all right, cool. So I like got the ice cream. I got my spoon and I sat there and I watched cartoons and she woke up and she was like, what are you eating? And I'm like, ice cream. You told me it was okay. And she was like, I'm just proud of you for eating something. And I think that's when I knew like, okay, my mom, there's something going on, but I never knew that it was like drugs, you know? Mm. It's funny that you had like a, a particular moment. Yeah. They're, they're all kind of connected for you. I guess there is, we all, I guess we all have those like 
moments in our life where like, oh, this is what this is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And yeah, I you didn't really know it was drugs, but you knew that there was something quite not right there. Yep. And now, how has that informed, now that you're an adult, how has that informed your relationship with substances? Well, like, I'll never do a downer. That's for sure. I'll never do a blue or a an oxy or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I definitely steer clear. And, like, it's, stuff has been offered to me as it's been offered to all of us. Um, but <laughs> um, I have always turned it down. I just would never touch the stuff just because if my mom was that bad, then who who could I even be, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Well, cool. Uh, there is a crazy story with you and your mom that you told me. Uh, and if you want to hear that story, you can switch now over to the Patreon where we're going to continue this conversation. Uh, I will make sure to include whatever the Patreon is <laughs> uh, in the future. I'll probably just interject it somewhere in there. Uh, yeah, so there's this insane story with you and your mom mm. that you told me about when you were younger yeah. and it was a little a, a snafu if you will that happened and you had to uh become uh you had to grow up very quickly in that moment definitely and uh it's still to me like one of the crazier stories uh, uh that I've heard from a friend who with their parents wow. I've heard some pretty I don't know I've heard some pretty wild stories yeah. And you're going to see a lot of these those people on this podcast. But I this is Shut definitely <laughs> one I wanted to get. So if you want to hear it, please go over to the Patreon. And uh, we'll take a quick break so I can make sure everything's still working. So sure. uh, thank you so much for doing this episode. Of course. Um, please join us on, our, on the Patreon for more uh, with Kayla here. And... Uh, uh, stay weird out there. I don't know. I haven't figured that part out yet. We'll figure it. We'll get it together. <laughs> uh, yeah, another peek behind the curtain is this is the first episode I've recorded. So there's a lot of things that I haven't really, I probably should have put a little bit more thought into what I was doing. <laughs> but I've done so many podcasts at this point that I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just hit, hit record and see what happens. Sure. Who gives a shit? Absolutely. If we get nothing, then what do I, you know. I'll come over next week. Yeah. What do <laughs> I care? Yeah. The stories aren't changing anytime soon. Absolutely not. Neither is mine. So I'm still going to be every bit as weird next week as I am right now. So Absolutely. Unless I like something really drastic happens. but <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not proud of everything I am, but there's, pi- there's times. There's moments. They're brief and fleeting, but there's moments where I'm like proud of myself. Or mm-hmm. who I am, but then that's quick. That yeah. goes away quickly. <laughs> yeah, I really have no opinion on myself. And then, and then like, I'll, go, oh, I'll get like weirded out that I thought I was proud of that. Yeah. I'm like, who the fuck are you yeah. to be proud of yourself? Who the fuck or, are you? Me? Yeah. <laughs> who the fuck are you to think you that was a cool moment? <laughs> you think you're so cool with your, your funny quips? Anyways, join us on Patreon. Uh, to hear the crazy story that Kayla has for us. Uh, good night and God bless. Whoever. And Jaw Rule. And hail, hail Satan. <laughs>